0: See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. So, what are you waiting for? See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx.
1: Welcome to the Nerdist Podcast, number 505. 505 episodes, Kyle. Ooh, 555. No, no, 505. Oh. You thought I said 555?
3: I did. I got excited because I like a paladrum. But this is a paladrum too, so we're still good. I'm back. Yeah. (laughs) Woo! <laughs> wow. Was a I rallied there. Close, close call there. <laughs> oh, was almost a, Sometimes my brain just starts to shut down and then turns back on. That was almost a palindrome disaster.
1: Oh, yeah. Those are the worst kind. Those right. back to front and front to back. I detected it on my radar. Ooh. Ah. Thank you. Uh, I will be performing stand up at Caroline's in New York May 1st through 3rd. Go to caroline's.com to get tickets for that business. Are you performing anywhere? Uh, I am performing at the Hollywood Hotel on Friday. <laughs> nice, and then uh, at the Root of All Evil show, or some of all evil. The Hollywood Hotel doesn't sound like a real place. It sounds like a place that, like, they would have made up on Save by the Bell if they were going to Los Angeles. It, we're going to stay at the Hollywood Hotel. All right, Zach, and and it looks like a bad set from uh from Save by the Bell. That used to be the Ramada. The, the Ramada, show. yeah, yeah. I did that show years and years and years ago. As a matter of fact, the guest today, Pat Healy. Used to uh, run a show there. Oh my god! And that's where I first met Pat. Was oh. doing the show at the Ramada, which is oh, the Hollywood nice. hotel. All,
3: all the connections. Performing yeah. in a basement.
1: But first, Kyle, let me take uh, uh, let me just do a little sidebar right, and thank right. NatureBox.com for sponsoring this episode of the Nerds Podcast. NatureBox is a subscription service starting at 1995, where you can discover and enjoy healthy what. Snacks. That's right. And delicious snacks on a monthly basis delivered directly to your doorstep for free. If you don't have a doorstep, I'm pretty sure they'll still deliver it to you. A step is not required at your door. We're going non-step these days. Yeah, you could have a flat space in front of your door and they'll still give it to you. Or or you can have a couple of steps, many steps, and you'll still get it. The steps are irrelevant. Each bag of snacks is, is full size, has three to five servings of that snack in it. You can get stuff like flax fortune cookies or dried peaches or PBJ granola, but they're healthy snacks. They're guaranteed. There's no high fructose corn syrup, no trans fat, no artificial sweeteners or flavors, and um, it, it's just a it's a nice, pleasant because it's a, you know like if you get busy, what am I going to snack on all oh, day? Yeah. And then, Alan, uh, you having craft service here at midnight? Where I'm just like eating handfuls of Honey Nut Cheerios and whatever else is is out there. You know uh,
3: what I eat is from our Nature Box box
1: over there. I did see that over there. You're, oh, that's you're, what you're I eating.
3: live off of. This is our favorite, my favorite sponsor we have. Now, when you say you live off that, are you eating anything else or just that? <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure there's other food in the world somewhere.
4: <laughs> oh, poor guy. I mean,
3: a flaxseed. Are we should... not paying you but, enough? Don't not. answer that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just all goes back to the Nerdist Company store. <laughs> Where I buy my Nerdist clothing and pay for my Nerdist shelter. Yeah, but we give you 10% off what we do to the public, it's so <laughs> I don't know you got to complain about it. But uh, NatureBox makes Sriracha cashews, and they're kind of the greatest thing that's ever
1: happened in my life. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, NatureBox, again, nineteen ninety-five a month. Go to NatureBox.com slash Nerdist for 50% off your first box. That's only $10.00. For your first box, all right? Make sure that when you type in naturebox.com slash that uh, it is case-sensitive, so uh, lowercase... N E R D I S T. Oh. Thanks to Naturebox.com for sponsoring this episode of this podcast and also for uh, keeping Kyle alive. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, this episode of the podcast is Pat Healy and Sarah Paxton, who are uh, two very fine actors. I would have been in some borderline, cool movies say they are delightful. Well, uh, that well, so the movie that they're doing that they're promoting is called Cheap Thrills, which Jonah <laughs> loved it, it is fucked up. I have not seen it yet. Jonah said you have to see it with a group of people because he was like, it's not a comedy per se, but there are things that happen. movie where you just go holy shit I can't like just the awkward Kind of it, really horrible things because that you can't go oh! by yourself or you're weird. Yeah, it is weird. So if you go to cheapthrillsmovie.com, you can uh, get more information about that. But it's Pat, a super good rating. Pat on, I've known uh, for years. Yeah, Pat I've known for years, and Pat and Sarah were in The Innkeepers as they well. Are. Another great movie. And uh, Sarah uh, was in uh, Last House on the Left too, and she's done a bunch of she's done done a bunch of cool movies. And I didn't know what to expect. I'm like, oh, there's a young actress coming on the podcast. I don't know, uh, but immediately the, within the second, hilarious. I was like. This, she's funny She's got the funny gene And uh, I did not I don't think I did the thing That I always do Which is try to pressure people Into doing stand-up I don't know why I do that to people But I do I don't think I pressured her Into no, I don't think doing you did. a stand-up I mean- performance But they were fantastic guests um, And I, I'm going to go ahead And I'm going to go ahead And use the word delightful That I like to use a lot of the time Because they were Goddamn delightful Full on Unadulterated delightful Pat now. Healy and Sarah Pax The Nurse Podcast Number 505 Oh, still in a numerical palindrome it is. to satisfy uh, Kyle's need. I need him. I don't know what's going to happen next episode, man. 506 is going to drive it'll, you crazy. It'll get lean for a while. It's almost sequential. Five and then a six.
3: Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I
1: guess that'll do until 515. Yeah. Just pretend the zero is going, hey you guys, I can't get you too close together. This is like a. Oh, it's like keeping them apart. It's like a boarding school prompt. Oh, those it, kids want to get together. It's, it's like a it's like a like a boarding
3: school prompt. They want to push like, that zero out of the way and be fifty-six again. Yeah, they want to 56 56. And then each they're other. gonna 56. <laughs> Damn it, you beat me too. I am sorry, to I'm sorry. Son I didn't of mean a bitch. To, oh. <laughs> How do we make these numbers
1: fuck? <laughs> Katie, start the podcast!
4: Now entering nerdist.com.
5: Stop this!
4: Talk about that.
1: Oh. Ready?
5: Yes. Are we starting?
2: Yeah. We're starting. Are you recording? Yeah. You're
5: all set.
4: This
2: is like how every Radio Lab episode starts. All Are right, all right.
1: <laughs> ready. Okay. Yeah. Um, sorry, guys. Sorry, a couple
5: beep, 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 beep. Oh, <laughs> <guys>. Michael Winslow. <laughs> no, that's the sound of a coming over the coming ticket tape. Hey? Yeah. it's <laughs> yeah. just mm. in Dateline. <clears> also, Winslow <Winchell> says <laughs> it's the tops.
1: You're listening to. The, you're listening to mouth sounds on member-supported KCRW. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Coming, coming up, KCCC. we got mush Mouth Oh, That'd be system. really fun to do a show of just mouth vocal effects uh,
5: on, on on NPR. Randolph Community College. Um, that, was, <laughs> that was black Fine. Um, yeah. First that was. want uh, It was
2: Craig Anton did that bit once where <laughs> yeah. it's just it was like 15 minutes. It was at a tomorrow show. 15 minutes of just white noise and him just on stage and then that white noise and he puts the headphones on. He's like, "You're listening to so you." <laughs> 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 Did the audience get it? Yeah, people laughed, but then like you did that thing where like like every college radio, it's like uh, you know you just heard this, that, you heard this, but before that you heard this, but before that you heard this, but before that you heard this, and it just kept on going down, and you can never keep up. If you play it, say it. It Used to say the sticker the DJs used to get
5: at the radio stations, they would put a sticker on and say, if you play it, say it. They wanted the record companies wanted people to make sure they said what they played. Yeah. Know? Did you work in radio? No, but my brothers worked in um, record stores, and they would get the you know the 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 sort of what do you call it? The the records. The <laughs> records that were like the promos, you know. They would okay, get yeah, the yeah. promos that Probably the radio station yeah. would get, and it would be the White same labels. thing if they were playing it in the store. They would put it up so that people would see, like, oh, this is what's. I worked. I worked up. at K Rock in the nineties. Oh and right. So
1: there was. Uh, um, but they but their rules were very antithetical to because they were supposed to be like Boy, we're subversive. So you have to, they would have to tell you to, to to not do what normal radio did, right? So you almost kind of had to throw everything away, where you know it was like, oh, that was so and so, whatever, you know, yeah, like you didn't really care, right? And then it even I devolved even further on um, what was the what was the station Jonesy was on One 103.1. 103.1. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Indy. 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 yeah, Indy. The people would come on and just act like they. Had never been in a radio station before, like um, you hear Latte. He, uh, what are those? Yeah. I don't know. It was Is like this a the, microphone here. You know <laughs> what are these words I'm using? Yeah. Like it was just like okay, I get it. You yeah. don't give a shit. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the the radio, and you still if you listen to Sirius XM. It's like a time cap. So if you listen to the '70s station, all the '70s
2: DJs do all the '70s DJ shit. Right. Yeah, it's like the sound, yeah. like in LA, the 100.3. The sound, the yeah. same. It's the '70s rock station. Same thing. It's just they're doing. You got all Boston the... coming at you at 63 yeah. in the air. Yeah, and then you got the oldie station. What's the Charlie? I'm feeling. Yeah. I'm feeling hot. It's 95 degrees. Chuck and Tom Kelly coming up on the, the weekend. Now, Sarah. You're,
1: um, Sarah Paxton. You're. Uh, uh, you have no idea what we're talking about. I'm
0: guessing. Yeah. I'm like, what's the record? <laughs> <laughs> What's you make, this radio? Business?
1: You make that joke, but there are a lot of people who are around your age that would say that without a shred of irony and be like, no. "What is that? What's happening?" She's pretty hip. What's a Beatles? I'm cool. by, by hip, do you mean she just gets older references? I don't know if that makes
5: her as hip. I think that makes us feel hip. I don't know if you get older references but you're just you're hip. I mean, you'll I know laugh. What a at, record you, is. You'll laugh anyway. <laughs>
2: she laughs at whatever I say I anyway, know your but
0: older references. yeah
2: Yeah, they sell they sell records at Urban Outfitters,
4: Pat. Yeah. I know.
2: <laughs> and now Whole Foods. Well, we had this thing in the Innkeepers
5: which was like uh the the website that I created, which was created by Graham Resnick, who's the sound designer for the movie, is like this nineties GeoSites like website. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you remember that thing? I love that. Trip The dirty uh, Oh, Trip the H-Diamonds? Yeah, and it has like yes. an under-construction like guy with like jack oh, wow. a jackhammer and all that stuff. a counter at the bottom? Yeah, the is counter. there like a people counter at the yeah, bottom? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay. uh, why was I bringing that up? Oh, that was just like an old reference then, but you
1: know, I was like... It's funny to hear you have an old person moment while trying to think of an old reference.
4: Why was I <laughs> yeah,
5: talking about uh, a second ago? This oh, is, yeah. This isn't my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, goddamn kids. These goddamn kids. Were you there for the old man at the Q&A a couple weeks ago?
0: he was like there's why is there a handheld camera in this movie
4: <laughs>
5: <laughs> when it was the, so
0: intense yeah when the
5: cinematographer's name came up at the end titles he yelled
4: oh wow I don't know he if you did can really play that
5: on this podcast but yeah he yeah. screamed I didn't know it that. yeah and then he screamed it's the angriest i've ever seen if of all the things you'd think someone would get angry about this movie it was the only time i've ever heard someone legitimately he screamed for like 5 minutes and we were just like making fun of him and laughing at him and then he yeah. was like movie was pretty good <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, eight out of ten. Eight out of yeah. ten. <laughs> what? What, was what, what was,
5: was that? I would have given that it a ten if it wasn't handheld yeah. camera.
0: God
4: damn it,
1: don't yeah. say that ah.
5: phrase. Motion ah. <laughs> <Ocean> sickness.
1: <laughs> <Interior> disorder. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> Sir, your eyes are bleeding. <laughs> 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 oh,
1: I'm
4: a scanner.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah. Peel, rip, rip. Oh, I might as well have been. Let's talk about Sarah's points of references. Um, what was the what was the internet to you as a child?
0: Oh, my parents didn't let me have a uh, computer until I was seventeen. What? Yeah, I did everything on a typewriter. Wait a forever. minute, forever.
5: That's actually not. Her a Her parents idea. are amazing. That's crazy. actually
0: not a bad
4: idea. Great I idea. would
0: I would get in trouble. They'd be like, your indentations off, and I'd be like, I'm. Typing on a typewriter! It's 2001! <laughs> we were supposed to be having
1: a space odyssey by this point.
0: Yeah, so that was hard. Like, doing your, you know, like, 15-page research paper, you, like, mess up one word and like do the whole page again. Oh, no, you didn't
1: do the little... Um... The little whiteout no, strip I over the no,
0: because then I would get extra points knocked off, and I was already getting points knocked off for my internet. Were you homeschooled? No, I went to public school, <laughs> so they were like, "What is wrong with you?" And I would beg them. I'd be like, "Get me the internet! Like this, what is happening?" And they were like, "It's a phase." Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> they <laughs> thought the internet was a phase.
0: Yeah, they're like, "It'll pass." I was like, "Oh my god, this is this is rough." Yeah, so internet meant nothing. Do you, to
1: have your parents gotten on? The, the, have they bought into the internet since then?
0: Yeah, no, they're in now. Now oh, okay, they have good. laptops. And, uh, well, I, my dad uses his iPad just to play checkers, I think, or something. <laughs>
5: like my sounds dad. like a classy guy. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad invited me over to the Tiki Bar, by the way. He
4: did? Yeah, oh, but you I, should go. I, Man, it's an
5: open crazy. invitation. I haven't gone yet.
4: Yeah, Tell, they, tell them
5: about that, exactly, what that My is. parents
0: have a bar in their backyard. They're really wild. They may not know what the <laughs> World Wide Web is, but they... Our Thanksgivings consist of we take all the furniture out of the house and we put it outside, and that becomes my dad's like cigar lounge, and then everyone. By, like, 11.30 p.m., everyone was wasted and, like, grinding on each other.
2: That sounds amazing. That sounds like the original Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, I'm not...
5: In the ice storm. Wait a minute, tell your dad I'm not coming over now. I want him grinding on me. Come on, Pat, get
2: in on <laughs> yeah, this shit.
5: I want to grind. Yeah. Come on, Pat. Get a
2: couple of Mai Tais in you. you'll be singing yeah. a different tune.
5: Let's not put any labels on anything. <laughs> Just Steve, let it happen uh, Steve, I like you. I call it, no, stop! <laughs> yeah, you should watch out. Wait, you're, uh, do we talk? Can we, can we? Do we talk about your mom's uh, 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 what? youth at all? But you told me.
0: What did I tell you? She's Mexican. Her. What? Yeah,
5: about being uh, with uh, like. Uh, oh,
0: uh, my mom was. Uh, my mom made out with Elvis a couple times. No,
4: <laughs> hey. wow, Elvis a couple Presley. Times.
0: Yep, yep. She was
5: Are we allowed to say that? I didn't know if that was a secret or not.
0: I no no no, I should brag about it. Wait, Um, wait. How old's your mom? Early sixties? So she was like she made
2: out with him. He wasn't looking too good probably, huh? <laughs> well, well, he did he marry Priscilla
5: Elvis. when she was 14, didn't he? Was he was still Elvis. I don't know. He no, married, he was. He married Priscilla at 14, didn't he? Oh, everyone was doing that back yeah, then, exactly. Jerry, Jerry was, was,
2: Look, it's just good they weren't cousins. It's just good they
1: weren't blood-related. As far as we know. So,
5: yeah. Yeah. say that was a
1: step in an okay He wasn't direction. looking too good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't ask which Elvis it was. I'm just... Her
5: like, mom actually <laughs> made out with yeah, Elvis after his death. Oh, wow. She's not... It A was, couple of times. It's really weird.
0: <laughs> it was dead, Elvis. Yeah.
1: What did she say about it?
0: She said that, well, she was like 14 or 15, and she. Oh! Yeah. No. Sorry, she snuck dead. out to go... Well, He was dead, so it's fine. Oh, <laughs> it
2: tasted like peanut butter and banana. Oh, she was also a grave robber. Yeah, that's the other thing. That's the other thing. And a necrophiliac. Anyway, that's not a story. And she and, brought him to life with her thing. magic Sorry, of
1: yeah. breath. She brought him to life temporarily. Whenever there was music <laughs> yeah. playing, he would dance, but then he would drop <laughs> yeah. dead. It was like Weekend of Purchase. Weekend Street. and Elvis. Don't worry about it. Don't worry <laughs> about it. Don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah. We but it had to be Elvis', Elvis. music playing. We can cut this out, yeah. right? No, Yeah, we'll cut it all out. <laughs> all
0: right. So she snuck out and she... Wanted to get to the front of the stage, so she pretended to be Southern, and she was like, um... I'm uh I snuck out and I have no money and I just want to go to the front to see Elvis. Like, I gave up everything to see Elvis and they're like, All right, like cute girl. And then they brought her to the front and Elvis like, was like, hmm. <laughs>
2: <laughs> By this stage Elvis is queer, he had ceased to say words. <laughs> <laughs>
4: I'm all like starts levitating her. These
1: druids come out. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um, You have been Elvis.
4: Yeah,
2: (laughs) he just pulls a guy's beating heart out of his chest, then puts Uh. it into Monte Cristo.
5: (laughs) 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 Oh, all right. (laughs) Let me heat up this peanut butter and banana sandwich with my laser eyes. (laughs) And we need up this peanut
1: butter <laughs> yeah. and baby hard sandwich with my <laughs> Ale <Aloysia. El> Hydra.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Bringing it all full yes! circle. Audio meme.
4: Audio mean? <gasps> oh mean? I mean oh, me. We
1: have fun, Sarah. Oh How's yeah.
4: yeah. Um, oh yeah. So
1: how did you? How do you? What, Pat? I've known. For quite a few years, just from uh, UCB. Yep. And before
2: that. Ten years. A before, year before UCB. Yeah. You did the you did the uh, Ho-Hum Spectacular on Ice, right? It <clears throat> was that Ramada Inn Basement show. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, 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 Pat, yeah. Pat, yeah. Josh, Josh
2: Fadem, Danforth France, who now is just a professional selfie taker on uh, Instagram. <laughs> I just saw him in New York uh, oh, last week.
5: Yeah, yeah, he's good.
2: I saw Josh Fadum do a
1: 15-minute bit where he didn't actually say any sentences, he just constantly kept falling down. Yeah.
4: Doesn't he do he that did a, a whole lot? night of
2: that at the smell. Yes. It
1: was amazing. Yeah. Oh! Oh! yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I don't know, uh, I don't know
4: yeah.
5: if he will be doing that a lot in the future because a couple of weeks ago he finally broke his wrist. Yeah, oh, didn't wow. he, ha- he
0: to have surgery?
5: Yes. Crazy that took this oh long. I know. I said to him, you know, was that's like... That's what just, happened yeah, to Chevy Chase, <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to. T- I, I said, I, I, I don't want to say hey, I told you so, but <laughs> yeah, he feels bad about it, so I don't want to rub it Yeah, around. oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: That was the... I really liked that Ramada show. It was fun, because yeah. it was a, mostly comedians, but then, first of all, I don't even know who stayed at that Ramada. It's in a very strange location right. in the city, on Western. It's on Western, right? No, it's on no, Vermont. It's on Vermont. So it's a very strange location. It's just not... Near anything really.
5: No, and now it's, it's, it's it. called the Hollywood Hotel, not because it changed owners, but because the owners didn't want to pay the Ramada license anymore, so they just called <laughs> it something else, but it's the exact same hotel.
1: <laughs> Guys, we're paying
5: Ramada like suckers. We got <laughs> yeah, all this, exactly. We want. What do we and we did that show for a year in the basement. We had a sketch troupe who, you know, four of us did, like, a story every week, and we wrote a new story every week, and then in between were the the comics doing their set, which it's great to hear that you thought it was great, and I know you thought it was great, yeah. Jonah, but uh, I was on Marin Show last week, and he just told me how much he hated that. Yeah, hated the crowd he, and hated no, the room. No, that's him giving you love.
2: I know.
1: That's true. how he, express, he expresses love with punches.
2: <laughs> it's true. He, he'll kick fuck you. If you, guys, yeah. if you guys had the best show, he would have hated it. It's true.
1: No, I thought it was really fun. I mean, it's... Those are shows that are really important because it, it, to to be able to 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 be able to do well in that environment when essentially I mean it's like it's like running with ankle weights on, right uh, yeah. you know like you you sort of need that to I mean that's the that's all the karate training on the stump and the waves are coming in you're, right right you're, yeah you know I'm sorry I compare everything to karate
2: Sarah um, <laughs> oh karate. karate she doesn't know what that is either Elvis also did What's karate what <laughs> <laughs> What? Is that a radio?
4: It we well, got invented
2: I, after a movie in the 80s. Yeah, I,
5: It's weird because I, I was in Chicago and I did theater at Steppenwolf Theater. And it's right down the street from where Second City and all those guys were. So people I knew, like Matt Dwyer, were doing stuff at the same time down the street. But we never crossed paths. So like, uh, I didn't do comedy till I'd been out here for six years already. That was 2004. And I just started meeting people like Jonah and... Uh, Eric Hoffman was a friend of mine, and through Eric I met Jay Johnston and Matt Walsh and Paul Tompkins and all those guys. And then I met a new Dan Forth and a new Josh, or I didn't know Josh, a new Chad Foglin, who was also on the group with us, who introduced me to Josh. And then they just started asking me to do that show, and that's how I sort of, I hadn't done theater since I left Chicago, so that was like how I got back on stage again and got sort of my confidence back. And then, of course, I started getting jobs because of that and stopped doing it, uh, you know. Very much, but like, you know, I met people like you and Chris and like all kinds of people, and it was really like a great time in my life. It was like a year where we all just had fun doing stuff on stage sometimes several times a week. I don't even know how I had the time or the energy to do that. And uh, I just got, you know, I feel like I, I, I learned a lot during that time. I feel like I, you know, grew a lot as a person and as a performer, but I just had a lot of fun during that time.
1: What you know, is your, do, the, you, you, do you have any sort of comedy background? You're just funny.
0: I I'm not funny. You're know. funny.
5: You're the funniest woman that I've ever met.
0: Oh, Pat, thanks. that's true though. Hey. Know. About me, oh, I woman. know. Yeah, woman. <laughs> I don't really know. I don't. I don't have a comedy background. I've never done uh, improv or sketch or anything. I would like to. That would be really fun. You can. She's really I can, funny. I could. She could makes me it. laugh. I could out just do it all you the time. You could just do it with my fart jokes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's well, but
5: you have a little bit of a crowd. <laughs> oh, those problem, old things. Though. You have a little bit of a, of a crowd fear.
0: Of a what? A you crowd a, you, fear? Yeah. I have a crowd fear. Yeah. I, I have, you a, have stage fr- fright. I have stage fright. Or
5: otherwise known as crowd fear.
4: Crowd <laughs> fear. <laughs> yeah. yes.
0: I have crowd fear. Um So <laughs> that's that's my problem. Do you,
1: but you must have to you must have to do like panels and stuff
5: for movies.
0: How bad am I at the Q&As. You're
5: not bad, you're just really quiet. I like get I was so I was afraid
0: we were going to get here today and
5: you would just sit there and be quiet the whole time. But yeah, you you just get really quiet.
0: I know. I like I just like shrivel up inside myself like you just, don't like appear clench.
5: to be outwardly nervous, but you just get really quiet. But I know I'm that's why. You got but... nervous next to the guy who hosted Single Out. What was your <laughs> Single Out episode? <laughs> now that you're going to have to fill her <laughs> in on. Yeah.
4: No, yeah. <laughs> oh no. Before Jenny McCarthy was a, an
5: advocate of uh <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Oh, she Medicine. was a research scientist. Yeah.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> she was Chris's sidekick. Yeah. Uh, um, no, I think I was Chris's uh, sidekick. Yeah. No. <laughs> I, think, I really? think the rest of everyone thought that. Oh, Do yeah. no. you see Kumail? I remember you uh, were the host. Kumail's in an episode of uh, uh, that he just shot on Franklin and Bash where he marries Carmen Electra.
5: Oh, that's really yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah.
2: Did she play herself? Yep. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic.
5: Was she on that show too? Yeah. She took oh, over. She took over for Jenny. Yeah, when Jenny did the Jenny McCarthy show. Right. Music Television <laughs> was a channel where.
0: Uh, <laughs> at one time, Wait a minute. Music? On, on. Television. Television? It was revolutionary, Sam. Oh it was God. revolutionary. Wait, how old are you? I'm 25.
5: Okay, that's not. Too young? She's got a birthday coming up.
0: I do. What What are you going to do for your birthday, Sarah? I don't know. 26. (laughs) I'm going to go to Atlantic City. Mm, No. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to
5: Laughlin, Nevada. Somewhere really depressing. Yep. (laughs) Anywhere. That's That's what you do for your 26th birthday. Laughlin, Nevada or Dachau. One of the two. (laughs) (laughs) It's really only those are the
2: only two choices.
4: (laughs) Uh, Right. I went to
2: Carson City, Nevada. That's a real depressing place. What did you do there? Nothing. <laughs> Why did you go there? Because I, I was in Tahoe, and I was going to go to Reno, and then like I, I realized I didn't have enough money for gas to make it all the way there and back. So I was like, well, I'll just stop in Carson City. It's on the way. It's a city. It's a capital it's city. It's the capital of Nevada, yeah. It's, a, it's just like, a, it's like an old west town uh, with McDonald's.
4: Hmm. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That
5: sounds great! That's a, two of my favorite things. Yeah,
4: I yeah, love the yeah. old. The old I love
1: was. Deadwood. Like if there had been a McDonald's in Deadwood, no, no, that show would have like been great. great. <laughs> it I look mean, look it was, like it was already a good show. That would have made it better. It they would have like a Give right me that
4: cock sucking pig you fucking <laughs> cock sucking <laughs> piece of shit. I want
5: my fucking McNuggets.
2: Get the gimp to go
5: get me some fries. Yeah.
2: yeah. Now do an impression of the gimp, Chris. Um, do an impression I of the gimp. It's
1: not really. It's just the, up to the line of what's socially acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> dance near the line and stare down the abyss.
2: Yeah. What Bye. happens if you fail? What happens if you just got pushed I'll forward, I'll forward real quick? I what would it sound, sound like? going to get hung. <laughs>
4: um...
2: <laughs> What are you gonna close. do for your birthday? That's so exciting.
0: What are we do? I'm getting a lot of good ideas. I mean yeah. I'm taking notes over here. McDonald's. McDonald's, Edward. Carson City. Yeah, 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 yeah. I going to take
5: Carson Daly to Carson City.
0: Oh, oh, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Yeah.
5: I think it's finally time for you to dig up Elvis, Elvis's corpse. And <laughs> yeah, have Adams. Yeah. It.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It. It's the Paxton <laughs> way. It's a
1: legacy. It's the tradition. Well, it wouldn't be the Paxton way. I would what's your mom's last name?
0: It'd be the Menchaka Way.
5: Menchaca. That actually is a good title. That Sounds the sounds like Chaka Way. Else. That sounds like a spirit journey, yeah. which it could be. Benjamin Bratt is <laughs>
2: Frank Munchaka.
5: I'm here to way. dig up Elvis
2: and make out with him. The legacy. No one messes with Munchaka. I like that. that's the Munchaka way.
4: <laughs>
5: Banan. <Benjamin laughs> a
4: Quentin
5: Martin production.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Wardrobe by Botany
1: Five Hundred. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what? Uh, uh, so, Pat, that's how I knew you. I knew mm-hmm. you through comedy and through the UCB and stuff. Uh, the first time I saw you was a movie that I couldn't finish watching because oh, I God. was so disturbed by it. Was
0: it Shark Boners? What it was, was not it? Shark Boners. I
1: would have totally gotten all the way through that. <laughs>
4: okay. No, it was okay. Last okay.
1: House on the Left. I couldn't get all the way through it because it was so – I I love horror. Yeah. But I don't love. I love like
5: supernatural horror or like really fun. But I don't love if, watching a woman getting raped for a uh, night. And then <laughs> my
1: friend Ricky Lindholm, cheering it on. Right. Like so, the problem was that I, it's very difficult for me to watch things that could actually happen, right? Because right, right. I just absorb it too much. I basically got to the part where you get back to the house and your parents realize like some very horrible things have happened then I was like I have to take a break and then I couldn't and then see, I see
0: I'm the total opposite I whenever it's something that could actually happen to me I'm like Neh. but if it's like a ghost in the closet I'm like holy shit That's oh
2: quite- my god my Bro. wife is the same exact way uh, she can't handle like supernatural shit but like if it's like you know less on the lo- less on the left she's totally fine with. and it. I, yeah. told, I told yeah. Ricky
1: that too and she was like no you got it it's, you got it the best parts are coming up like you gotta see when they get the rev- the Benjamin. guy's
5: head in the microwave. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Garrett, Garrett. Yeah, and
5: Garrett had been. How old were you when you did the show with Garrett? 19. Oh, b- before? Oh, the,
0: I, yeah, you were this is my. Ed I was Garrett on Mr. Dillahunt. Ed with Garrett Dillahunt uh, when I was 15. And then when I was 19, we did this movie together. And I remember <laughs> no. the day we filmed that scene, he like pulled me aside and he like. Turns around, his eyes were like all misty, and he was like, "I can't do it." He was like, "I just, I still think of you as like a little kid." And I was like, "Garrett," I was like, "You shove my face in the mud," and you, I was like, "You get in there," and he was like, "Okay," and I was like, "Have a Red Bull, let's do this." <laughs> <laughs>
4: um,
1: it, uh, yeah. Also, speaking of uh, Deadwood, he was fucking great in Deadwood. Yeah,
0: so good. Two great two roles. That's He's a, so great. Yeah, he
5: played two roles. Yeah, trivia. I was fired from the pilot of Deadwood. It's the only job I've ever been fired. From. What?
4: Why did you
5: do to deserve that? You know, I was, it was was the first day of shooting, and I it just felt weird. Walter Hill was the director, and I like worshipped him, and he hadn't directed TV before. He had only directed all the features, great features, and you know, 48 Hours and Long Riders and The Warriors, and all these great movies that we love. And and David Milch was the producer, and I'd worked with David a lot on um, the NYPD Blue. And he had like written stuff for me because I'd done like four episodes or five episodes or something like that. But it just it was going weird. And I just I don't know if there was a clash between David and Walter or what. But I feel like I was the proverbial fire the guy on the first day to show who's in charge. I don't know. I've never spoken to David except for he called me the next day and told me. But I've never asked him sort of why. How did he fire you? Uh, over the phone. No, but how? What, what did he say? I'm really sorry. I have to do this. Or like, yeah, he, it's not you're working at- out. You're not doing a good job, and you should take acting classes. Oh,
4: he said that to shut you? The yeah. fuck? Up. He said that Are
0: you, you kidding me? me? I know.
5: I'm saying this on the air, and I've never really said this publicly before. Are you before, kidding me? I'm like no. sweating
0: profusely. And now. I didn't. I didn't this. work
5: for a year because I was so depressed <gasps> and knocked out by that. That's
4: oh my the my worst. God. That's fucking-
5: and then the casting director, Libby Goldstein, she gave me my first job after a year. After that. So, so, I don't know exactly what went down, and I don't... Well, it sounds like you were terrible. It, 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 <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, You're I like... should
2: have improved all those N-words. I was told by... I,
5: <laughs> <laughs> well, I said, I kept saying... I
1: said to spice it up, but it's the old
3: West. You know, I God, kept I saying
5: was. the F-word, and he was like, this isn't the script, and then he's like a second,
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: We better get rid of this guy. who will want the credit. <laughs> oh my no, God. you know. That, that's so, I mean, Libby I mean, told me that yeah, it wasn't my fault. And I'm not going to get into the details of exactly what that went down, but, you know, it was bad. It was, it was really bad. I didn't work. I think I, I was out of work for a year, and then I was out of work for another year because that, like, really took me out. Did it just, I,
4: like, shake my you? Confidence, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
5: So, how did you slowly get it back? Did live performance help you at all? I did actually because I spent a year. I spent two years kind of in the darkness, like playing video games and being stoned and locked inside. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, is that when you were hanging out with Jay Johnston? that was in that year like we used to like play, I mean those guys Halo. got into other areas, but yeah. like we used to all play Halo together. You f- mean other video games of the first person shooters like Call of Duty, <laughs> yeah, exactly. real
2: fast ones, real fast video games. <laughs> I will tell So you, you could play
5: for like 36 hours at a time. I will tell you that Grand Theft Auto I think was like, you know how they have those stress balls you used to grab like when yeah. you get stressed like Grand Theft Auto was my stress ball for me like it got all my sort of aggression out in a safe sure. way. But yeah, I started playing Halo with sick four machines. Together, Xboxes, 16 guys or 20 guys, four TV sets in two different rooms. So we're talking about Jay, Paul Tompkins, uh, Brian Posehn. Uh, Ackerman? Uh, yeah, sometimes yeah. Scott. Yeah, like sometimes Patton, sometimes Jerry Jack Duggan. Black, Jerry Duggan, Jerry Minor, yeah. uh, Dave Anthony, uh, a lot of those guys. So, so we used to play that Friday and Saturday night, and that was basically my life, and then I would go home. I wrecked my car and I lost my apartment and I was basically sleeping on couches and stuff and I was like, this is not gonna fly because I used to have kind of have a career but I, I don't have anything now so I I worked a job I got a, a few jobs doing like you know loading trucks basically and like tearing down buildings and stuff because I can't really build anything I'm not very handy got enough money to get an apartment again or rent a room basically and uh, get my car fixed got new agents and started doing shows with you know, these guys. And I, I started doing a show with Jay and Eric Hoffman and Matt Walsh. Now this was before UCB was here. So UCB did a show at the Steve Allen theater right. called Joe restaurant, which was a thing that, that Matt Walsh came up with where he played a guy who was trying to start his own hard rock cafe, but, uh, he had a really bad taste in music. So it was like the, the outfield memorabilia on the wall and just shitty bands like that. And
4: stuff. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and uh, he uh, and there was like you know like each scene was beat it out, but it was totally improvised. So it was yeah. Jay and myself and uh, Matt Fulcher and and, um, and Eric Hoffman and and it was really fun. And through that I met Brendan Small. And Brendan asked me to do his show at Steve Allen. The
2: Big Dumb Dildo Show? Yeah,
5: and that's how I met you, Jonah, and I met a lot of people that way, and that's sort of like when you actually said you should do stand-up. You asked me if... You you said I should try it. I said I was thinking about doing it, so I started doing stand-up and sketch with those guys at the Ramada, and and we used to do shows uh, on Tuesday nights at a place on Hillhurst that's now... Either the Shabbat Center or a Scientology Center. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't even remember what it's oh, called. Oh yeah, no, I think it's a. Ju- I, think it's it's a, Scientology. a I think it's next yeah. door to the Scientology <laughs> Center. Jews. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jews. Uh, same thing. No, uh, but, uh, Some kind
2: of fake space god. Yeah, we used to do a show there. So uh, he Bruce for Hubbard.
5: Yeah. yeah, with Susan Burke and Josh and it's all a the Scientology. Like that. <laughs> Oh, wait, yeah. exactly. what was that So, Jutology, Jutology, It's a new thing. Yeah. I remember that spot. And yeah. so, it really, like, that really brought me back. It was, like, being around people. It was, like, getting my confidence of being on stage and, like, having an audience reaction because I hadn't done theater in a long time. And by that, I think, like, within a month, I just started booking. I think I did, like, ten TV shows that year. And I did, you know, guest stars and... And then the next year I got, you know, did Great World of Sound, which was my first movie that I was a lead in. And then I did, right That's after a that, movie. Rescue Dawn. And I did uh, Jesse James. And then I started writing and started making my living writing and, uh, you know, writing screenplays, none of which have been made yet. But you got on
2: the blacklist, though.
5: I got on the blacklist twice, and you know, which is a big you know, deal here in Hollywood for un- unproduced scripts. And uh, because I was making money writing... It allowed me to go and do these smaller movies that I, you know, not making any money doing. So that's when I did Keepers, and I did uh, with Sarah, and that's how I met Sarah and Compliance and now Cheap Thrills. So, and now I'm kind of, you know, in the, I worked for a long time as a guest star on TV shows and little parts of movies, but. Now it's actually a career momentum because people can see me, you know, sort of the range of what I can do in these larger roles. But Well, I didn't know, because you, you were working, you're working with Jonah a lot on
1: his auditions. He's like, Pat Healy's really been helping me a lot. Yeah. yeah. He- well, that's he- a
5: fairly new thing, but yeah, yeah.
2: Within the past year, I'd say.
5: Yeah. I mean, I, the- I never officially sort of like decided to be a coach, but there were a lot of people that, I mean, there are people that I would, I would have you come and help me with auditions too, but there were people who started to come to me to that were, you know looking to prepare. <clears throat> um, and then Jonah's the first one. Are you one okay? There's something in your yeah, sorry. Cat, sorry. Uh... <laughs> yeah, Sarah, helped me out a lot. <laughs> uh, but like, uh, um, I will say that uh, Jonah's the first
2: one to pay me. Oh, no. <laughs> Well, it was just one of those things where I was just like, I, like, I, I was getting that guilty feeling. It was like, I like, monopolize a lot of his. Cause I well, was you just, actually booked a job, so it was yeah, a really so, nice thing of you to do. Yeah, but it was like one of those things where it's like I was going so much because it was like I had a run of auditions, and I was just like, this is a lot of his time. This guy has other stuff. And to I do. enjoy it. We get to sit down and yeah. see each other and talk uh, and basically us like. working on uh, on a scene is li- like shooting the shit for about an hour right. getting into it but you wonderful. feel better about it and I
4: enjoy yeah. doing
5: it and it that's actually right. helps me sort of exercise my muscles too so
4: the audition process is terrible
5: it's the worst it's the, yeah. it's and that's most it's of what the preparation I do is just like you just gotta relax like I know because yeah. you're, you're not gonna be relaxed when you're there Sarah and yeah. I share this you know hatred for it and yeah. we're both bad at it and yeah. probably would be much further along in our careers if we were better at it, but like I mean, I'm speaking for myself, I and mean, I don't know if I speak oh,
0: for yeah, you. No, You're doing no, pretty no, good. So, yeah. Like, do you do
1: pilot season? Do you television stuff at all, or do you just? I did, did... pilot season. Yeah. How,
0: how was it? God, it was such a nightmare. I got in trouble because I oh, you, yelled and I threw. What is the other uh, it was just one of those things where it was like the third one of the day and it's like raining and you're on edge and then I walked in and everybody was like on their phones and I just couldn't handle it. I was, well, that's, I was like, hello! And well, then that's, I got wow. in trouble. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's great though. I'm surprised. You, the, the, you want those stories to be like, you know what? This kid's got moxie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We should hire her because she uh, called us up. Yeah. No, but that is, that, you know what? That is fucking horrible to, if I mean, you yeah. know, there. The least they could do is just they, acknowledge
0: my presence. Just acknowledge and yeah. get off the fucking phone yeah. if everyone's on their I phones. I was just like so sitting bad. there for like three minutes and I was like, what? Hello? Like, I'm here and uh, so I got then like you know my manager called me later and was like we heard there was an incident and I was like oh uh,
2: yeah the, there was an incident the producers are
1: being douchebags
2: yeah. and uh, i was I, like uh, sorry I messed up an audition once, not by getting mad but like I was it was, a, it was a commercial audition to show how roomy the trunk and back seat of a VW was <laughs> and like uh, like I did really well like in the and I was called back and I was like yeah I'm surprised I got a call back because like I'm such a tall guy I'm not going to make this thing look roomy at all Oh, and then no. I just like
1: froze I was like oh, um, Did I mention oh. that uh, They developed those cars For Hitler Oh my god <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: I'm sorry I yeah. can't stop saying things
5: You could fit Three bodies in here <laughs>
2: I'm sorry I can't stop saying things
5: I've tried <laughs> Only if you chop
4: them Into little pieces
2: So I was like When do we start Yeah. But then the casting They called me after Saying what did you say In there Yeah And I was like I yeah. said that I would make the car Look tiny
0: I love when they do that When they're like How did you feel That it went And I'm like How did you feel feel that because yeah, yeah. I know that you know that we know there was an
5: incident <laughs> it's really disheartening I mean that part of what I was doing when I got started to make money writing was oh the first thought that came to my mind when I got offered you know you get in the writers guild they pay well and better than I'd ever been paid for acting and I, the first thing that popped in my mind is I don't have to do pilot season and I didn't do it for six years I mean last year was the first year that I'd done it in six or seven years Uh, but you know, eventually I want to do this and you know, there's certain things I want to do and people call me in for, but like, it's, it's really like, I don't know if people say like, Oh, it helps you get better. But to me, it like, it it eroded my confidence so much, the process that it made my work worse in
1: a way. I I agree. I, it's, it's sort of what made me realize that I didn't want to be an actor. and, And also because I quit doing pilot season, I had done it for like a decade and I quit doing it during a time where I probably shouldn't have like it was financially irresponsible for me right. to say I'm not going to per- I'm not going to pursue work in, in, in this way yeah. because it was but what I realized was that there was a sort of 80/20 rule of <clears throat> it was um, dominating 80% of my time and energy and yielding nothing right. but making me feel bad and so I kind of thought hey you know I I feel like if I cut out this really toxic thing in my life that is not its fault, it's my fault because I can't, I just don't have the right approach to Maybe, it. Maybe, yeah, but... And, and, and so, you know, I mean, it's, it's sort of like, I, I, some people might say the same thing about stand-up, you know, yeah. like, oh, it was terrible for me and I never want to do it again, but I'm a person who I have to perform all the time or I don't feel right. right. Some people feel that way about auditioning, I'm just not one of those people. And as soon as I cut it out, it just was like a weight was just lifted off yeah. my shoulders, and I felt so much better about everything. Well, I was—I was just—it's fun to take control and go. I don't cast you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How
5: about you're not yeah. on my same page? <laughs> you can't hire me.
1: I quit. <laughs> I'm going in a different direction,
5: well, away I, from you. What I think happened, like all of these movies, the smaller movies that I've done, I just got offered. I didn't audition for them, and what happens in an audition is they. Put you through hell, whether it's not paying attention to you, texting, their arms folded, all right, show me. And on a set, it's all about supporting you and like they want you to do your best because they're recording you and that's what people are going to see. So I don't understand why the audition process is the antithesis of that because it's never going to be like that on a set. There's never going to be that kind of pressure. Do they think this
2: like if uh, if this actor is able to rally? No, they don't think anything. It's
4: just.
1: That's the quickest way to make the machine turn as um, as efficiently as possible. It's just like we'll just get all these people. It's in, grinding and they, sausage. And then if yeah. we just kind of if we kind of catch a glimpse of something we like, we'll bring that person back if they can do it again and they look the right way. Then we'll and if you know and then other factors
5: figure in. If they look the right way, it goes first actually. But it actually does. Like yeah, yeah.
1: If they, if they look, yeah. So right. it, I, I don't think I don't I don't think there's any conscious plan. I think it's just, this is how it works. <laughs> you yeah. go, you and go it to doesn't. the valley yeah. to a really depressing yeah. office in a <laughs> creepy building, and then yeah. do your thing, and then... And then you, know, you meet somebody valley. like,
5: okay, Ellen Lewis, who's been Scorsese's casting director for 28 years or something. And she was just casting this TV show for HBO that, he's, that Scorsese's going to direct. And both of us went in. Sarah and I went, went the same in role? separately. Wow, so it's right. the same role. Yeah. Yeah. And Ellen Lewis, who's the nicest woman and really good at her job, clearly... Says Marty wanted me to tell you how much he loves the innkeepers. Yes, and I cried. I and I purposely didn't call her because she hadn't gone in yet, and I didn't want her to freak out when she went in. Freaked out, but like it was like it was like I cried, and then I was like I had a genuine conversation with this woman for like twenty minutes, and then did a really great audition, and I was on the short list for the thing because I did a good job, and I didn't ultimately end up getting cast for reasons I I, I don't know. I'll, I'll find out when I see who they cast. But it was a great experience. It was just like a wonderful experience. So you didn't want to come out and be like... Um, we love the innkeepers. The bar's really hot. <laughs> yeah. so you cannot... Don't fuck this I, up. I, I left and I was kind of like wandering around the garage for like 20 minutes, not even walking to my car. I, I blacked out. Just I, don't yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know well, what happened. I don't know what happened. You the movie. You were great. And we
0: called
4: <laughs> Ty...
5: I called Ty West, who's always like this guy and he's always like, you know, sort of like talk like this and I called him and he went, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, it was crazy. So like, that's... If Ellen can do that and she's good at it, then why can't they all be like that? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, obviously, that's really efficient. Not that you have to go in and say that Marty likes something, but she treated me like a human being. Well, you should just
1: – it should just – yeah. I mean, it's nice to not be treated like cattle, especially in a situation where you're you're kind of putting yourself out there on the line emotionally. And for anyone who's not a performer, they might go, oh, you actors have it so tough. I would just say try it. Try yeah. it sometime. Try putting yourself emotionally on the line – and then being, re- and basically someone saying, like, I don't like you, and yeah, what you're doing right. is dumb. I mean, it, the audition process fights every kind of, uh, biological imperative that we have about protection and and self-preservation. Yeah. This is basically just to go out on a limb and do this thing where someone's going to well, say like... When you talk like,
5: about stand-ups, you know, it's like you, you're going out there and it's you. You're not hiding behind a character or anything like that. And in an audition, people tend to think that we're hiding behind some character. We've got some wall up, But really, if you're going to be any good at it, you have to be vulnerable. Like I've talked to you about that, yeah. Jonah. And it's like... But for some reason, the, the business requires you to have like really thick skin and those two things are not compatible, you yeah. know? Well, not, I mean, so,
1: some people are, who are able to just treat it like the business that it is. Well, those
5: are people that think about it like a job, not that they're bad at their job. I mean, those are some really great actors that are obviously good at it, but like I never have ever thought about it as a job. I know it is a job in certain respects, but I never treat it as it is my, you know, I'm an artist. That's why it's my, what I create, whether it's an audition or, you know, some actual thing that people are seeing. It's like, I, I, I don't know how to do it any other way. I suppose I've gotten better at not caring if it doesn't go well. Yeah. But there, you know, because I've been doing it so long and I'm used to it, to that happening, but it's still like, it's painful. Yeah. Well,
2: there was a thing that uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman said, uh, where we saw about, you know, if as an actor, cho- like choose to make the audition, just a moment to act. It's like, if you like acting, right. just use that as like someone's paying rent in a room and then you go and and you do some make believe like it's like that's that's an opportunity to act in a in a room that someone's paying for right. so just use that as like a, a like a a better way of thinking about and it. And Phil was you know that's why Phil was the best
5: and he was the greatest actor of my generation and you know he was a wonderful guy but he, he <laughs> obviously he's great I mean he was good at even that because I've heard him say that and I just I I, I try but it's it's hard yeah maybe I'm, I'm I feel like I do feel like I'm getting better and I'm still trying to get better at, at all of the things I do and I feel like I am getting better so I'll keep going and maybe I'll get good at it but uh, what's that's...
0: your approach to auditioning yeah I think it's I, I feel the same way I'm like I'm getting better and I'm working on it and it's so weird because I've been auditioning for so long but I...
5: she's one of the voices on the Spongebob Squarepants theme song one of the little kids oh,
4: scene
0: yeah yeah
2: so oh a Nickelodeon kid
0: uh, yeah, well I would go I did any little kid voice or little kid fish and then uh, the theme song. I sing the theme song. It's, wow. it's 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 actually just me, my voice. Oh, it's oh, just yeah. Yeah, just like a thousand. times. But They use it in so
5: many movies and stuff. I know. That. That's right. Ka-ching. Those
0: twelve cent <laughs> residuals. Oh, you. <laughs> yeah. Let's go to Carson yeah. Center. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you
1: could buy Carson Center. Any slots. <laughs> I'm having a difficult time remembering the theme song.
0: Oh God! Oh God! Possibly. It's the it's the pirate guy, and he goes, "Oh," and then who lives in a pineapple under the scene. Then I go, "Spun, Mom, square, man.
1: <laughs> oh shit!
0: Yeah, no, I know, I know I, know, I just dropped it like it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I mean, forget
1: yeah, <laughs> how long that show's been on on the air, and I know. still like at. The top because I'm I'm doing your, your show th- knocked it off, bro. Did Sanjay and Craig knock it off?
5: Yeah. Oh, I've done Sanjay and Craig too.
0: That show's funny. I watched that show. That's a great Greg. show. I mean, wait, it's the, it's I'm the a snake. S- a little, you're the snake. I'm a snake. Snake's the best character. <laughs>
5: I just did my second episode. What did of that. you do? I did um. So I did a couple of little things, like background things in a zombie episode, and then I just yeah. played this guy, magical guy, in the record
2: store one mm. where I, I'm that guy that like yes! takes you on the journey. And yes, all oh, nice. right.
5: that was
1: a. Fu- the show just gets weirder and yeah, weirder. it's, it's, great. So, yeah, the it's show so funny. Is weird.
2: I follow Jay Howell on Instagram, and like he just keeps it because like, like I've seen his artwork from before, from years ago, and he made such weird stuff. When yeah. I heard he got a Nickelodeon show, I was like, that's kind of odd. Well, like, Johnny
5: Ryan has a Nickelodeon show that's now. True, <laughs> Johnny Ryan's doing a
2: Nickelodeon show, but like it's like, but you could see him like Jay Howell just bringing more and more of his weird. Sensibilities into we, the show.
1: We used to do four-hour recording sessions, and I had yeah. to cut them down to two because most of what Craig does is. Ah, rah, 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 rah. I mean, there's so much yelling and screaming that I was like, they would they would bring like a bag of Hall's lozenges, and I would just have to suck on them in between. Like I have to go, uh, but we cut it. We cut it down to two, and it's been it's been a lot. That's, been a lot I,
5: I, that's another thing I, I was just thinking about, which is Jay and. Um, uh, his partner. Jim. Jim Dersberger. They, they, uh, they're they, fans of the innkeepers. And they just asked me to do that. You know? Like, there, there are those types there's of... There's so many things from doing these little movies that don't pay anything that I have done so much more for my career and things that... More so than things that paid a lot of money that I
1: auditioned for. Well, that's—I mean, again, you know, it's just, if we're distilling it, if we're getting serious in adult, <laughs> it really. Uh,
4: uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, adults can fart too, Jonah. Adults can fart too. This sounds way, way more sad. It smells way worse. Yeah. <laughs> They're not aware that it's happening. Yeah. You're not supposed to acknowledge
4: it. They're all happens. irradiated. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, adult uh, farts are just. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, though, you were saying, Chris. Um,
1: <laughs> I was saying that. Uh, uh, it it just—it basically just boils down to the simple principle of the—the the second, and much in the same way that I stopped auditioning, the second that you actually um, pursue things that are uh, that you're passionate about, that yes. are satisfying to you in any type of way, creative way, um, that's when something sort of magical and bigger happens yeah. because it's just the right chemistry of oh, this is what I want to, be, as opposed to. You know, fighting to force yourself into yeah. something and force yourself to like it—you're not gonna.
5: It just like I, don't, I, I told don't, people, not to sound new agey, but there's just like pieces of your soul that don't come out when yeah. you don't care. I told people yeah. do things for the right reasons. I didn't know that in the beginning. I know that now because like all these things that I decided to do because I wanted to do them—they worked out. You know, and um, it's not a guarantee, but it's your best bet to do it that way. Yeah, yeah. to be a good person. I think as much as like this, you know, industry or any industry encourages people to be assholes now and, you know, this whole thing of like, be an asshole and you'll be on top, you know, put people in their place. But I found the opposite to be true. I'm not as successful as a Donald Trump say, but, you know, <laughs> I'm okay with Don't that. Don't Donald Trump. And, you know, just, just do, <laughs> you're <filed.
2: laughs> He's not even good at playing himself on no, a dumb no. game he, show. He is one of the best performance artists I've ever seen in my yeah. life. This whole thing is a lot.
5: <laughs> We're going to uncover that he is, yeah. That I think his hair is actually like a Belial from Basket Case. <laughs> <laughs> his twin, the runny part of his He's twin. Just lip, uh, <laughs> uh, just it, yeah, it up and just feed it Yeah. I love a good Give Basket Case. So. He sucks his, sticks his <laughs> fenton into his scalp. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, but yeah, I agree. It's like do you, I'm doing it for the right reasons now and it, it's working out. So yeah. So uh, Sarah,
1: what is, is, is do you, what is acting ultimately the thing that you want? And if so, like what is it that you you know what are you, what do you want to achieve?
0: Oh man. Uh,
1: I mean, do you even think about it? do you care? Yeah, of think course, about I it.
0: think about it. when I'm laying in bed, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to be like Sandra Bullock. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> I don't say that out loud, though. She you want to be do the rom
5: coms? She should be Reese Witherspoon or Anna
0: Goldie Paris. Hawn is my idol. Like when I was a little kid, like that's what my Overboard, yeah, Overboard. I love Overboard and uh, Private Benjamin. I was like, that's what I want to do. But also because she like produced her own like Private Benjamin. She got the script and she. You know, had that movie made, and, like, like, I really admire that, and I wish that I could write and do other stuff like that, but...
5: You can. I mean, I didn't even start until long after, you know, I mean, long, long, long after I was I'm your age. So, like, I, I just think that, I think because you're a pretty girl with blonde hair and blue eyes, that mm. people, even, like, people that work for you go, like, oh, you're this... And, like, she's... I need
0: to fuck it shows up. Yeah, She shows yeah. what
4: I mean, <laughs> if you look
5: at... Don't worry your pretty little fingers with the keyboard. <laughs> if, if you look at the innkeepers, like, she's so adorable and funny and dorky. And like, probably in a way you had never been before, and people saw that side of you. And then you look at, like, uh, this film, Sheep Thrills, where she plays a creepy femme fatale so well, it's like... How do you not put that together? That this is like a great actor that can do many things. So I was uh, I was bad.
2: a few scenes into uh, uh, Cheap Thrills before I realized it was you. Yeah. Oh.
0: Well, I'm also like a little Dutch boy in <laughs> Innkeepers. In in yeah.
5: So, and yeah. that scene where she throws the garbage out in the innkeepers, I think is the great one of the funniest scenes that was so ever, true. and it's the best scene in the movie. Thanks. But, yeah. Yeah. You heard it That's right a, here. This Sarah. is a great
2: movie. Yeah. So it was Cheap Thrills. Cheap Thrills. I was just talking to Keckner about it last night about how it's just. Um, it's so fucking crazy, but everyone, all of you guys in it, ground it so well with such like sincerity. And that's like, you know, it's not a comedy, but for someone that enjoys fucked up things it kind of becomes it's that. funny yeah if you yeah. see it with
1: an audience it's really funny That's yeah. what you said you said it's so important to see it with an audience yeah
2: wow. that's that's definitely I mean you know if you can't get to a theater I suggest viewing parties viewing parties that's what I did because I couldn't get to see it in the theater so I invited you know 10 people over and just like and they invited 10 people and, they invited 10 yeah. people. and, and they then that became Coachella <laughs> <Bat-a-roo>. <laughs> But they just showed a movie yeah but it's a it's you know it's a really good movie and how how crazy it is. Is just everyone in all the performances are so nice and so, like, sincere and grounded that you don't question anyone doing yeah, well, anything in it. We all looked at the script and thought that – we thought there was a really good script and
5: good story and characters and everything. But there was the potential for it to be a wacky, you know what yeah. I mean? And there may be certain people uh, involved with the production that maybe thought it should go that way. But the director, Evan Katz, and, and all of the actors, you know – felt that it should be done this way. Yeah. And as a result, because it's played for real, it is funny, and right. it is creepy and crazy. Like, I think if you played the comedy or whatever, like, I don't think it would be funny, you no, know? But, like, no. it's because it's real, and people are sort of, like, relating to it, especially when they see it with a Do crowd. Do you like
1: having complete creative freedom?
5: Uh, are you referring, like, to, like, not having it as an actor or something, or...? Well, I just mean, like, in- you know, if you because obviously if you do a if you're
1: doing a, sm, a smaller film, there's more freedom. yeah like, of course. Oh, well, we don't have to satisfy any larger corporate directive. Yeah, and so there's a lot of creative freedom. But it, sometimes I sort of feel like
5: too much creative freedom is a little scary. It's like, oh, I can do whatever I want. Whatever, really? I mean, it, it just feels it like can. there's a million yeah. ways. To, I don't. I don't think that you should just like go. I mean, there's plenty of people I know that just sort of vomit everything out. I like I having some
1: rules. I like having I, yeah. some structure because I, I think if.
5: Forces you to be a little more creative, mm-hmm. right? And it- This was like we, the structure was that it was a really good script, and we had zero time. We shot this movie in fourteen days total, just eleven days inside the house, and during a you know unprecedented heat wave in LA in September, where it was like one hundred and five degrees outside in a house with no air conditioning, and we really had no time to like. We, you know, we really had to sort of rigidly stick to what it was. So I think that was kind of our. You know, the control model, you know, like there wasn't a lot of time to, you know, sit there and discuss like whether we were going to do it this way or that way. We just sort of had to do it. And that's the same of true of Innkeepers and Compliance as well. Like those movies were shot for 18 days. So like 14 is crazy. But like you really just don't you really do have to sort of like do all your homework. And like show up and know what you're doing, and then we can sort of like interact together, and you know the sort of chemistry and sort of magic that happens in front of the camera happens. But yeah, I would agree with you. Like we do have more, you know, control to do what we want to do because it's a smaller movie. But in a way, we have less sort of like time. And I have felt like I've done my best work under these circumstances. I don't know what that is. But. Well, I think yeah, I think a true. lot of it has to do with you can't second guess yourself. That's right. And so there's
1: no. You. It, I think so much of. So much of the creative process is how do you get your brain out of the way right. mm-hmm. to just do, you know, to trust yourself that, like, oh, the right things are going to come out. And when you have too much time, and again, when you have too much freedom, it's like, oh, we can do this or we can do this or maybe I fuck that up. Or, you know, it's one of the reasons why I love doing live television. Yeah. Like, we almost did at midnight live because it was like, you, there's, you can't question, you just do it and then it's done. Right. But I love doing live television because you can't. You can't overthink it.
5: It just happens the way it happens, and then that's it. That's what a lot of people don't understand about acting, and you see actors a lot, you know, indicating to you what the thing is, and it's written that way, so we accept that that's what happens in the scene. But, like, in this way, we were in this house. It was crazy. The production was crazy. It was hectic. There was no money. There was no time. There were two cameras. We never really knew where any of them were. And they were just sort of recording what was happening. I'm not going to say as a documentary we were acting, but like we showed up prepared and we didn't have time to overthink it. I mean, I think the brain is that thing that's in between you and the audience that often like makes people like, maybe they like it, but they don't really engage in it. And like, if you just trust that oh, here I'm going to do something horrible and mutilate myself. What would that feel like? I don't know. <laughs> we can't rehearse it because I can't really do that too much. Right. So I'm just going to see what comes out. And what comes out surprises the hell out of what me. What came
0: out traumatized me.
4: It was-
5: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, I, watching you do that scene, it, I was it like, was for I me. and chills. Then
4: it, but yeah. then,
5: you know what it was? was cathart- extremely cathartic. I felt better after doing that. And then I felt I felt better in my life every single day since doing that. Because I just like let I just like you said I trusted that it would be there and it just came out and then they lost the tape.
0: That and was horrible. Got oh erased
5: shit! And I had to do it again. No! Yeah, oh my god, that was, really? That was crazy. Oh. That's another thing that happens. That that's the downside to doing it in so this hectic schedule and, like yeah. that is like
2: they lost the tape where they took it
5: over. over like, RCA somebody accidentally or something? Re- erased it. I think somebody went like, "Oh, this was gold" because it was like one of those days where everything was perfect the camera was like in the right place we only did it once like the, the art department because there's all these props that happen in this scene there's a, there's an iron and there's you know blood pumps yeah. and all this stuff and everything had to work and it was perfect and everyone on the set applauded and somebody must have went like right, I better put this in a special place and, and then, then and then yeah, someone yeah, went a yeah. what's this? I'm gonna swallow this yeah. tape to protect yeah. <laughs> oh, it but the good news was that it's after that it's still
0: so great though like
4: you so well amazing.
5: what happened was that I opened a tap you know I like to say a tap turned on inside me When I did that, that stayed open. Now I know I can do that. Now I know if I'm called on to do that, I can do that anytime, which is a surprise to me and it's great. But like for me, it was like the most traumatic and the most cathartic thing I've ever done.
1: Nice. Yeah.
5: And how uh, how was the shooting for you? How was the
0: process for you? Uh, it was hectic. It was really hot. I don't say a lot during the movie. Yeah. I kind of just like text on my phone a lot and I'm bored. So <laughs> there was that. Uh, and then it, um, I think the hardest part was when when we had to hump.
5: Yeah, that was definitely the hardest part yeah. for both of us. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people like, you know, like I've done things and we're like, how was that? Was that cool? And I was like, no, she's like my sister. Like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Well, like, you're
2: lucky it wasn't like a. Uh... It no. wasn't a sexy love scene. No, it's not.
5: It's, the it's, no, series, it's, so. yeah, true. it's not yeah. very erotic. It's very disconnected.
2: All. And it's so it's like one of the creepier parts of the
0: movie, I think. Yeah. yeah. Cause, Cause I'm like, like choking how, him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Real <laughs> dead in the you know, that creepy stuff. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. She basically you know, dead <laughs> molested, <dead>. molested <laughs> me. Cold dead shark eye. Yeah. The
4: whole thing. Like doll's eyes. And
5: I said to her, I said, is it, is I say? Is it easier or harder than it's me? And she's like, it's not easier. And so we were just sort of like, uh, we better just do that. We did it very workmanlike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But but again,
0: it was like all part of the same thing where it was like your brain is just like only focusing on the things that you have to do because we had no time to like be... And certainly I feel like you're
5: much more vulnerable in that situation than I am, even though I've never done that in a movie before either. But I always feel like a woman, you know, put in that position, even though she is the one who's sort of empowered in the scene. Like, I'm very protective of her anyway. I I don't think I could do a love scene the whole time. It isn't a love scene. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. i feel really bad. I'm sorry. I had this weird harness. I have my no. pants down, so I actually have this like weird, like yes. harnessy, like yes. dance belt down. thing on. Oh, but she's man. pretty much fully clothed, and I'm just like my gross cottage cheese ass. <laughs> <Look,
2: laughs> Lucky you don't
5: really see it, but I don't want to dissuade people from seeing the movie. It's kind of covered.
2: There's, there's a type that'll get into that cottage cheese. <laughs>
5: I was in good shape when we did the movie.
2: Ain't nothing wrong with like, that backside. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, it was weird. <laughs> also, nice, uh, nice to uh, what I—I nah, I want to call it a comeback. But like, Ethan Embry is just—I uh, right? yeah. Did not know that was in because like every no. role he's known for, he's dopey and sweet, cute mm. and sweet. Yeah, yeah. and uh, this is more closer to like.
5: I don't, not who he is as a bad person, but he feels more comfortable in doing these kinds of parts it, Yeah. Really when like I met painful. him, I
0: didn't expect, I didn't see it coming. I was like, Ethan Embry, like, okay, I can't hardly wait, like, cute yeah. little boy, yeah. whatever. And then he's like, fucking ripped yeah, and like, ripped. tats and like. Yeah, was,
2: he's got like a huge chest piece tattoo. Uh, I, I saw him like that because I, I was working at the Arclight and he came during the day to see a movie with his son and I was just like that burly dude looks like Ethan Embry and then he like came up and he like bought popcorn for his son and like it was just um, Ethan fucking Embry. Ethan Embry and I was like holy shit yeah. you're fucking badass but it's funny if his driver's license was like he's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, still yeah. He yeah, it just still looks but like Mark. he's ripped but well, that was like
5: you know that was another thing that we did in the
2: movie which
5: I wasn't in on but he him and, and the director Evan were in on which was actually beating me up to the point where I hated him.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. And then,
5: yeah. And then he hated me. And so we didn't get along during the really? production. Yeah, at all. Because he was really hitting me. Like, even when he's, like, <laughs> patting me on the back, it hurt. Yeah, yeah. He's, and I yeah. didn't know that they were going to do that, and they didn't tell me, obviously. And, like, everything's fine now, but it took a year from the time we shot it for us to finally sit when down When did they talk. tell you?
0: That's what? Because I remember when we were filming, you were like, I don't is it just me? I feel like he's patting me like really hard.
5: And then I ended up giving him a black eye because I was so like crazed. It wasn't on purpose but you know it was a I'm doing air quotes accident but like I wasn't conscious that I was doing it but I, I did end up hurting him and then then we you know like a year passed I think like six months we premiered at South By and Sarah and I were the only ones that were at South By and you know the movie was great and obviously did really well and we got picked up for distribution and so I called him and he left me a really sweet message and then I saw him on the street over the summer, last summer, and, he, and his, I heard "Hey!" and I turned around, and he looked like a young Ethan Embry. Yeah. Like, I was like, <laughs> I, "I didn't, I don't know this guy." He was like a different guy. And then we slowly began this process as we started to do press together to like talk about what happened. And now we've become, you know, really good friends. But it was really strange. I, I, I think I, in looking back, also adopted this attitude towards him that I was better than him in some way. It's somehow, when you're doing something at this pace accelerated pace with no time and all these you know pressures you just sort of just inhabit it without it's not a conscious method decision to go like I'm going to live this but you just kind of have I, no is that, is that because yeah. you don't have
1: a lot of time to jump in and out I it's think so. Like, oh, and you've yeah. you got to stay in it and be ready to go. Yeah, and, and you, you yeah.
5: have to, like, do a lot of, like, preparation at home so that not, is it's an electrical It's electoral. not the Daniel Day-Lewis thing of, like, call me Mr. Not Lee at all, Peter. no. <laughs> and I don't, I don't even know that he's like that. I mean, we've heard he's like that, but it's like, you know, like, I don't know how that quite works, like, staying in character. I don't know what all these rumors <laughs> yeah. are all
4: about. <laughs> yeah, I'm
5: <laughs> just a simple boy from <laughs> the middle. East. I mean, look, I'm not saying that's not the way to do it. It's like, the proof is in the pudding there, clearly. But, like, something happens to you emotionally and you have to stay in the moment. Like, when I work with Christian Bale, he's very much a method actor, but he's not he'll talk to you and he's a very nice person, but he keeps his accent because he has to stay in it. Otherwise it's going to screw him up.
2: Yeah. But VO guys do that too. Sure. Like when you're doing VO and you have to do a voice, you kind of, you kind of have to have it still going. So you don't clunkily get like back. I've never it. worked yeah. with an actor that said
5: quote unquote stayed in character. And even if you like talk to Joaquin Phoenix, like he'll go like, I don't even know what that means, you know, like, but there's a certain degree of staying in it that you have to do just, especially at that sort of accelerated yeah. pace.
1: Well, I guess, um, the, the, you know, especially if you're on a long production, you know, month three, you still have to match yeah. what you were doing in month yeah. one because <laughs> the scenes are right next yeah. to each other. Yeah, <laughs> oh <laughs> so
5: even though they said, In so, a way, I have it easy. Like, I, I, we did this in two weeks, which, people, which is incredible. And people are like, how did you do that? But of three months of this, I would not be able okay. to take. I mean, just the physical regimen that I had put myself through and the emotional, like, you know, toll that it took. I there's no way. I, don't, I I think I'd be an insane person. I mean, I'm insane to do it in the first place. But
1: Sarah, so what's I can't.
5: What's the tattoo on your arm?
0: It's the Clash, of the Titans, Al. <gasps>
1: B- B- Boobo. <laughs> uh,
0: She's I'm actually, getting rid. I'm of in it. the middle of getting rid of it. Yeah. Not boobo. I'm getting boobo it boobo lasered boobo. off. Yeah.
1: The original Clash of the Titans owl? It's
0: not really the Clash of the Titans owl. I just, I don't know what I, I, I was, it was doing. I
5: thought it was the Tootsie Roll owl. Everyone Tootsie says something. Owl.
0: Everyone yeah. says Mr. it's <laughs>
4: something. how many the
5: Everyone sees the owl it's that they want video. to see.
4: <laughs> 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 One, two,
5: <laughs> Well, it was really nice to have Sarah, and she was nice enough to do the movie, because nice
0: we, enough. No, I was just really scared. And then you were I like, know, it's going to be okay. And I but like okay. Just
5: like on those days when it was really hard, you were oh, there and yeah. we could laugh about stuff. And Dave yeah. obviously is like,
0: hilarious he was too. So, yeah, But, so uh,
1: okay. But why did you get the owl? And why do you want to take the okay, owl? Off?
0: Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Remember why I got the owl? It was a long time ago. There may have been, um, substances involved. Sure. and Owl uh, substances. <laughs> yes. And I'm getting it removed because I'm so sick of people commenting on it and I just, and like with work and it's, yeah. I, and I just made a mistake and it hurts <laughs> so badly to get oh, it removed. Oh, the removal? I pay for it. Yeah, been, no,
1: my ex-girlfriend did it and it was awful.
0: I would rather get a tattoo for 20 hours on my labia than ever have <laughs> <laughs> uh, an ever. Is that the
5: first time labia has been said on the show? Probably um, not. Well, just today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's, yeah. Horrible. So every time I'm like, no, oh, damn you. What was yeah, I yeah. doing? And,
1: and they always, they're always like, oh, well, you can probably get that in like four treatments and then like 14 treatments
5: yeah. later.
0: No, it, it's been like three years. Oh yeah. Cause God. you had
5: that. Yeah. You were starting to get rid of it.
0: I was starting to get rid of it. The first South by for in Oh,
5: okay. So that's three years ago.
0: Yeah. Wow. It's, it's just that
5: noise, too. Pop,
0: pop, 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 pop. And they give you a little squeeze ball, like you said. And I'm like,
1: is it Dr. Tatoff? It is. Dr.
0: Dr. Uh, Tatoff on Wilson. Dr. Tatoff. Water. Discount.
1: I mean, with my last name, I didn't know what else I could possibly do.
5: <laughs> I was either going to tattle on people or I'd take <laughs> tattoos off. My mother used to say, switch, quit tatting off in the bathroom. <laughs> I hear the water running. I, I can't, know what you're doing in there. I'm trying to remove this artwork. <laughs>
1: Um, well, uh, where's the movie... Oh, God, we're at an hour. Holy shit. Oh.
5: That just flew by. Yes. Damn, when quick. you're having fun.
4: That's
5: mm. um, true. Yeah, Cheap Thrills is in select theaters now. When is this airing? Uh, when is this going up, Katie Levine? Friday. It's coming up soon. Okay, so it's in Select Theaters now. It's available on VOD, so your iTunes, your cable VOD. Your-, <laughs>
1: your-,
5: your voodoo, your Amazon instant video, all that stuff. People see it. It's it is a really great movie to see in a theater if you can get to a theater in your area. You know, this Friday it's in Chicago. I'll be in Chicago with the director in person at the Music Box Theater. I would love it if you came out to either the seven thirty or the nine forty five show. I know this will mean nothing later on in this podcast. Keckner and
2: Dwyer might be in Chicago this. So
5: Keckner and Dwyer are in Chicago, but their show is at the same time. Oh, as oh. so fucking bullshit. But uh, you know, maybe there'll be a surprise appearance by David, but it's not looking good. But maybe there will be. <laughs> can you see this wink On the radio They can hear, they can is hear. It a, It's a radio boink, right Click 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 your phone
0: What's a radio
5: <laughs> <laughs> But yeah Like this movie Has been like Really great too Because of word of mouth Because of Twitter Because of like People saying I had such a great time Seeing it Or I loved it Or I had a horrible time And I loved it Or whatever it is People are telling Other people about it And people are seeing it And it's for a movie That, that was made for very little And has next to no ad budget We're doing really well Like our opening weekend we were the third highest Mm -hmm. per screen you know average of any movie that opened ahead of the Muppets like so like and that was just like with no ads or anything just good reviews and good word of mouth like we were selling out theaters in LA and Austin and now it continues to roll out it was like in 20 theaters this week and I think it's probably in 20 more next week or something like that so you know it's it's great and and draft house is the company you know Yeah, yeah started in Austin with um, Tim League and you know they have this chain of theaters, so they're showing it at their theaters, which is a great way to see it. But also in other theaters and art houses and cinemas across the U.S. Cinema,
2: so, yeah. Cinemar. But, um, get cinemar, cinemar grands, pop some dope and go see the movie. Yeah, man, get
4: high. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> get fucked up and get an owl
2: tattoo.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then get it taken off. Last yeah. night we saw
5: Captain America. I was seeing it for the first time. The the Captain America two and did you make it in? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in the final cut. Yeah, somehow, but uh, there were these two. There was a group of guys, young men, in front of us, my girlfriend and I, and every time um, Scarlett Johansson got in a fight, they would say. Who this bitch? <laughs> Every time.
0: <laughs> this bitch. I was like, what
5: is going on? <laughs>
0: Who this bitch? Oh my god, I love it.
1: Gentlemen, right. before we start, would anyone like to get off?
5: <laughs> cool quack, 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 quack. That's
4: so awesome.
1: Yeah, that was the footage they showed at Comic Con last year. They showed like the little Oh yeah. Um uh and it was it was played great. The elevator scene. Yeah, the
5: elevator that scene. That and uh, The 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 Nick Fury car chase. Uh, oh yeah, that's is yeah. Pretty spectacular too. This is real fun.
4: Yeah. yeah. It was mm-hmm. Good. Well, it sounds like
0: fun. It really
1: was. Are we going to go see Captain America: Winter Soldier? <laughs> I will now, guys.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Captain <laughs>
5: America, <laughs> who dis bitch? <laughs> <the> third one.
0: <laughs> yes, I would see. Black
5: that. Widow, who, who dis, dis bitch? Black <laughs> Widow. <laughs>
2: Now we're going to dig your up question, Elvis. Your question, who this bitch, will be answered this <laughs> summer.
5: <laughs> Captain America digs up Elvis. That <laughs> bitch. The, wait, what was your mom's last name?
0: Menchaca. The oh,
5: Menchaca, Menchaca
0: order. <laughs> what was it?
5: Yeah. The
1: Menchaca connection.
3: The Menchaca. Catch yeah. it
5: and you've made a fortune. <laughs> Miss it <laughs> and you
2: get a red dot between the eyes. Yeah. yeah. The Menchaca. A real, a real grindhouse. <laughs>
4: yeah. Menchaca.
1: <laughs> and then the soundtrack is just <laughs>
4: Menchaca, Menchaca, yeah.
1: Menchaca, yeah.
4: Menchaca, Menchaca. Menchaca, Menchaca, Menchaca. <laughs>
1: See it before she sees you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this summer. All right. The end. That was it. Thanks, guys.
4: Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your burrito. For
3: more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history.